him one more hand clap. Well, we're going to get into the Word this evening, and uh, we're going to be completing a message that we started this morning. This will be part two of it. And uh, the message that we've been uh, talking about and we preached on this morning is entitled, The Only Way That We Can Stand. The Only Way That We Can Stand. I don't, I don't see any, how anybody, whether or not you're spiritual-minded or not, if you just simply in your right mind, you you know, people that's just in the right mind got to look around and see where things are going and, and to know that we're in for big trouble. The things that the Word of God has told us about, we've heard preached about and delivered for all these years, amen, uh, we're seeing them fulfilled today. And it amazes me. I mean, it just seems so surreal because things that, uh, that I've heard taught and preached that was coming as a child, I mean, it's right here upon us. And the world is a reeling and rocking like a drunk man. And we're just in the beginning stages of it. We're just in the beginning stages. And the Bible says God was going to shorten the days uh, once they get going involved and we start seeing everything happen. The Bible says, that, and these are the words of Jesus, by the way, he said that God would shorten the days because if he didn't shorten the days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, Brother Beachy said he would shorten the days. So I'm telling you tonight, like the title of this message, the only way that we can stand. There's a way that you can endure. There's a way that you can be left standing when the smoke clears. But as we begin the message this morning, we have got to make sure that we're on that strong and firm foundation. You're not going to be able to stand any other way. You're not going to be able to make it. We are going to begin. We are entering in times, and I read you and gave you the Scripture to back that up this morning, a time of trouble like the world has never seen. Now, the world has seen a lot of problems in the past. For, I mean, for centuries, we've, we've had the, the world has dealt with wars. They've dealt with tyrants, men who thought they were better than God, and, and all kind of uh, uh, sins and debauchery and everything. But this season that we're in now, right before the catching away of the church of Jesus Christ, we're going to see a time of trouble like none has ever known. I'm going to go back and we're going to read our main text that we used this morning. Isaiah chapter 28, verses 14 through 16. Amen for our text tonight. Isaiah 28, verses 14 through 16. He said, Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord. 
you scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem because ye have said we have made a covenant with death and with hell are we at a uh, uh, and we had agreement, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come nigh us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. My, my, my. Isn't that a picture of today's political scene? Made lies our refuge. And under falsehood have we hid ourselves. And they are so blinded and so naive that they think that they're going to get away from all this that's going to come upon. That's what he said right here. He talked about it and the religious leaders and the political leaders back in the days before Jerusalem was destroyed. And it's the same way today. He said, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation of stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. He that believeth don't have to run, don't have to panic, don't have to worry. We brought all that out this morning. If you believe in him, let's pray. Fathers, we come this night. We thank you and we praise you for the, the anointing of the Spirit of God we felt in the service this evening and for all that is here. Now, Lord, I'm asking for you to anoint us tonight for the next few minutes as we finish this message up to let us understand and know, God, that there is a way that we can stand and we can, we can be made ready for this hour coming upon the whole earth. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Terrible things today are happening in such, on such an alarming rate. I mean, just bam, bam, bam. One right after the other. And it's kind of like the devil uses things. To get people's mind on one thing so he can hide a lot of what's going on behind the scenes. And this political circus, and it's no more than a circus, is getting people's mind, and that is all that the, that the media and their, uh, the, the media, their different story completely, I'm going to tell you folks, hallelujah. There's none, there's, none, there's none of them that you can believe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If any one of the three main news media was to tell me the ocean's blue, I'd say they're lying and believe it's green. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't trust them. Don't trust them in the least bit. And I'm not going to let them pull my mind out of the way some other kind of way. Hallelujah. But just this past week, and I told you of some things that happened this past week, one thing uh, that is getting our world closer to World War III and all this other junk is overshadowing it. Our, our naval ships this past week has been fired upon three or four times by Yemen. And uh, 
everything is coming together, and the situation with Syria, uh, uh, um, the United States and our administration is fighting one group over there, and then the Russians are supporting the opposite group. And it's got to be where it's, it's, not, it's not a battle between us and the Syrians, but it's getting to be more and more a conflict with Russia, more all the time. And this, I can hardly talk about this uh, without, without breaking up. But the, the United Nations passed a resolution on Thursday stating that Israel has no historical or legal rights of any kind to any of the holy spots in Jerusalem, including the Western Wall, which is also known as the Wailing Wall, and that Jerusalem has no right there. And uh, Netanyahu came back angrily and said, telling the Jews that they don't have no right to the to the to the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall. It's ten thousand. It's it's two thousand years old. It's the remnants of the wall uh, that surrounded the temple back in the days of Jesus. He said that's like saying that Egypt has has no right to the to the pyramids there, or China has no right to the Great Wall of China. Uh, I, I brought out of my office this afternoon. trying to take everything away and give it all to the Muslims. And they say they have a right to have a, to have a Palestinian state there uh, and Jerusalem as her capital. But capital, but I'm here to tell you tonight, church, that land God gave to Israel and nobody is going to take it. Nobody's going to take it.
Hallelujah. We are seeing all this stuff happen. Amen today. And we're wondering with everything the Bible talks about that's going to happen in this last days. Who's going to be able to stand? How are we going to survive? Amen. And everything that the Bible predicts that's going to happen in this last days. And church, I told you this morning in the beginning and the first part of this message, the only way that we're going to be able to stand is to get firmly planted upon the foundation that has been laid. No other foundation can be laid than what has been laid, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Beach showed me the scripture this morning. This thing was brought over into the New Testament in almost the same exact words. Hallelujah. Jesus is that chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. Amen. And he is your only hope. He is your only hope. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on, and I'm going to talk about my, my points uh, tonight. I just barely got through the introduction this morning. But the only way that we can stand, and the first thing we got to do, folks, is guard the foundations. God is raising up men and women all over this land who are going to be willing to guard the foundation. We've seen a sister, a man, several months back in Kentucky, Sister Kim, who decided she was going to guard the foundation. And she took her stand for many a people Amen, who claim Christianity would not take a stand. People, of course, you know in the world are going to criticize her. People in the world are going to put her down. But there was actually people in the church, amen, putting her down. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. She guarded the foundation even when it meant her going to jail. Hallelujah. God is raising up men and women who's going to be willing, amen, to guard. Hallelujah. Amen. And Riley put it plainly a while ago. This right here is your foundation. This right here is your only hope. And you guard it with your life. You guard it with your soul because it's the only way you're going to get through what's coming on this world. Psalms chapter 11 and verse 3 asked a question. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? If we sit back, folks, and we let this world, its system, and all of this stuff that's taken over today, if we sit back and we allow them to destroy the foundations, what can the righteous do? There's nothing you can do. You won't have a leg to stand on if the foundations 
hallelujah, are destroyed. Listen to me tonight, church. There are, there are those both in the government and also even in the church world who have been attempting to destroy the foundational principles on which we have stood. And they have been trying to tear them down and destroy them one by one. But if you desire to stand and be delivered, you must guard the foundations even at the cost of your life. And I'm asking you tonight, and I believe the Holy Ghost is asking the Spirit, are we willing to lay down our life? It may come to that. But you might say, that foundation is there, Brother Sammy, is pluralized. What's he, could he possibly talk about? The foundations are all the principles that, that the church, this United States of America, have been founded on. I can't name them all. Well, I'll name, I'll name three or four tonight to let you know what I'm talking about. And I told you the first one a few minutes ago, the Word of God. People in the government and even in the church world are trying to make void the things that are written in this book. They're trying to discredit what is written in this book. Let me tell you something. Do you think the Supreme Court, do you think the politicians in Washington care whether or not a gay person has the right to marry? They could care less. It's just a way to put their agenda forward. Hallelujah. It's just a way, hallelujah, to get people to look at the Word of God, amen, and give God a smack to the face because they hate God and they hate His Word. Hallelujah. And if they're all truthfully known, they don't give a flip over gay people. They're just using them as a pawn. Hallelujah. They don't care for that. Some of them, they'll give you all this talk about how, amen, they're for the working man and the poor man and all that. Let me tell you something. Some of them jokers has already been up there 34 years, and what have they done for the working man? What have they done in 34 years for the poor man? Lyndon Johnson, when he was office, got up and made the speech. I watched the film not long ago saying he was declaring a war on poverty. Worse than ever, Brother Bobby. And they don't care about those impoverished. They don't give a flip about those impoverished. It's just a, it's a vehicle for them to push their agenda. They don't care for you, don't none of Democrat or Republican, either one. I'm here to tell you, both of them will let you down. They have and they will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why as a pastor, I won't stand up here and tell people how to vote because I'm going to tell you what both sides is uh, both side is just as wicked and unethical as the other hallelujah they use all these things as an agenda 
another one, another foundation that they're trying to destroy. And in the past couple years, they put a pretty good blow to it. That's the family. They know as the family goes, so the country will go. If they can destroy the values of the family and tear it up and just disintegrate it, they have got the country where they want it. And I know what I'm talking today. I know what I'm talking. I drive the school bus, and I'll stop, and I'll pick up, amen, children, sometimes as much as six or seven brothers and sisters. And every one of them, when I take the roster and put the bus roster down of names who rides my bus, they might be brothers and sisters, but every one of them has a different last name. That's what all these handout programs are good for. Hallelujah. I even overheard, I even overheard a, a, a lady one time make the comment. She already had three or four kids, and uh, each one of them a different dad. And she made this statement. I, this, this ain't something that, you know, somebody else told me that this one heard that somebody said. I heard her say it or said, well, she says it's time for me to, I need another raise, so I guess I got to go out and find me a boyfriend and get another baby. See, there are people in the, in the government and there are people in the church that don't want to hear talk like that because it brings naked and bare their agenda. And as Brother Carl used to say, it's a truth anyhow. And I'm here to tell you tonight, it's not my intention, amen, to harm anybody, to hurt anybody, or to put anybody down. What I'm saying, I'm saying what the Word of God is predicting, and I say it, I say it with love, hallelujah. But as long as God gives me the strength until the day comes that they bust that door down and haul me off and change, I'm still going to declare it, hallelujah. I'm still going to tell the truth, hallelujah, because it's only the truth that can make you free not set you free but make you free the church is another foundation that they're trying to destroy they're trying to destroy one of our political leaders today is running for president she has been, well, I wouldn't mean to say whatever, but it doesn't come out. But she, uh, uh, it was come out with a tape how much that they disliked the Catholics and how crazy Catholic people are. Now, Now, we got a lot of differences with the Catholic Church. 
But anybody, if we stand back and we allow one faith be persecuted, then it'll be us next. Hallelujah. It'll be, it'll be us next. Amen. And when you get down to the heart of what these people are thinking and what they believe in, folks, the only way that we're able going to be able to stand, amen, is being on the foundation. They want to destroy the foundation of the church. And you know what? When I heard about that, it immediately, I mean, just pow. Like the light, like like the light bulb that used to be the Ford commercials year years ago. They have a light bulb, and they had a better idea, you know. Yeah. Just as soon as I heard about how a lot of those in the political arena, how little they think of the Catholic Church, it took my mind to the Word of God in the Book of Revelation, where it says. That system and, and the whore Babylon, which is the false religion, is going to be, be together until power is taken. Then the Bible says they will hate that whore and destroy her. And that's talking about the woman with, sitting on the seven hills. And we know what it's talking about. I've, I've taught about that and I've preached about that for many years. The Mother Hall of Church, they're going to have this system. See, it's going to, when they take over in this one world system, they're going to be totally godless. They use different kinds of religion to get their way and to gain power. Then they will turn. Then they would turn. I've, I've, got, to, I've got to move on. I've I want to get through this uh, this evening, but they, the the foundations like the Word of God, the family, the church, holiness, all of these are foundations that are being brought under attack today, not just by political people, but by church people. Churches, big denominations are splitting over some of these issues that we're talking about tonight. Amen. Splitting, going asunder right now. I heard something on the news just the other day again, amen, about the United Methodists trying to step in and do something to avert a giant split that if they don't do something, it's going to happen. It's already happened in many of the churches. It's done happen in, in the Presbyterians and many others because of the gay agenda and all that stuff. The devil, what is happening, folks, God, the devil is trying to destroy all the foundations and the principles that we have stood upon. Now, secondly, and finally, we're going to have to prepare now for the time to come. We got to prepare now. You got to prepare now. It's coming on us quick, folks. We don't have a lot of time. We do not have a lot of time. And we've got to prepare right now. There's some things we can be doing. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 through 19 gives us some idea about preparing ahead. He said, 
command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in certain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. Now, before I finish this, I know a lot of people first off thing here in America say, well, you know, that's not referring to me because I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not rich. I don't think nobody here would say that, uh, that, that, you, that you are rich. But the people in America are rich in compared to two-thirds of the rest of the population of the world. Hallelujah. There's going to be billions of people tonight go to bed with their stomach growling. I won't. If anything, I might have trouble sleeping because my belly's too full when I go to sleep. You know what that makes me? That makes me rich and overindulgent. Hallelujah. And the things that God has blessed us with, we need to have compassion and a given heart and willing to share and, and always remember that nothing that we have we should consider as our own. Like the song that Dottie Rambo wrote, one of the 2,000 songs that she gave us and left the church with, hallelujah, the things that I love and hold dear to my heart are just borrowed. They're not mine at all. Jesus only let me use them to brighten my life. So remind me, remind me. Dear, sometimes we have to be reminded how blessed we really are. Sometimes we have to re be reminded that God not only has supplied your needs, but he's given you a lot of your wants. He has blessed you with things. I'm going to tell you something, folks. You would be, every one of us, we got down to it, we'd be, be surprised what, how little we could live on if we have to. And we might have to before this thing winds up. Let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, Willing to share. Hallelujah. Go on to the next one. Look what he says here now. Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come. <laughs> you know what you're doing here tonight? Now, it may have been a sacrifice. It might be hard. Your, your body is tarred and your mind's thinking, well, man, Monday is coming mighty quick, and it would have been a whole lot easier for me just to stay home tonight and to rest. But what you're doing tonight, you're laying up investment in eternal things. Hallelujah. You're storing up a foundation that's going to carry you and help you stand. Let me tell you something. Don't think, amen, that every, every God is going to be equal to everybody, amen, in the future. Hallelujah. We, each and every one of us, amen, are storing 
up, amen, to help us stand in the future things that's coming upon us. So we've got to be careful, amen, in what we do and how we do it. Can somebody say amen? Storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold You might love the house you live in, thankful for it. You might like the car that you drive, thankful for it. The possessions that you have. But I just wonder how many of us tonight would say, I'll keep my house, I'll keep my car, I'll keep everything I got in my house and in my garage, and I'll keep what a little bit I got in the bank. I'll hold on to that. Uh, uh, rather than reach out and grab eternal life. What's more valuable? What's more valuable? Life here is just like a vapor. If you live 70 or 80 years, that's no time compared to eternity. Eternity don't never end. There's nothing that you got or ever can gain that'd be worth you losing your soul for. What shall a man give in exchange for us? So one final scripture, and I'm going to close. Second Timothy chapter two, verse nineteen. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal: the Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Hallelujah. That is how we stand. The foundation of God, it stands firm, it stands sure. And let me tell you, this shaking that God said was going, he said he was going to shake everything that can be shaken, that those things that are not shaken will stand. Amen. Hallelujah. God's going to know those that are really his by the time this is over with. Hallelujah. If you'll remember, if you'll remember the parable of the tares, the Bible said, and Jesus said, in the time of the end, God, not, not man, not a preacher, not no Holy Ghost-filled saint, but God would separate the tares from the wheat at the end time. Those people have just been living hypocritical lives and not really been true. Listen, when the smoke clears, God's going to know who's been with him all along. The tares are going to be taken out of the way. The Bible says the church that's going up is going to be a spotless church, pure and white and holy without wrinkle. Hallelujah. All, all the tagalongs that's been tagging along for all years has not really been committed to God. They won't be able to stand. That's why we got to get on that firm foundation. That's why we got to get on that firm foundation. The only way that we can stand. I wish time would allow for me to go deeper and tell you some more things. But let's 
let's stay on our guard, folks. Pray that God will keep you mindful when you, when something happens or occurs. Tell, pray for God to, to let something click within your mind to let you know that this is part of this end time thing. Just like what I told you about that happened with Israel this week and this issue that's going on right now with Russia and how that Putin made made uh, the cry for all Russians, no, more, no matter where they are in the world, he said, for all Russian citizens to come back home to the motherland. That bear is rising up, folks. It's rising up. She will eventually fall down upon the land of Israel to try to destroy it. But that's when God's going to intervene. That's when God's going to intervene. They're not going to take the land. It's not going to happen. They hate Israel. And let me give you a key how you can be blessed. You know, the Bible says God said he will bless you if you pray for the peace of Jerusalem. You, you'll, every time you pray, you'll get it programmed in your mind before you say amen. And, Lord, I pray, for, I pray for Jerusalem. I pray for its peace. I pray for its safety. God will honor you for doing that. I'm going to end up tonight by singing the same chorus that I sung this morning. That's just deep in my heart and my spirit. We got to make a decision where we stand. And I hope and pray that everybody in the house makes a decision to say, I'm going to get on that foundation because that's the only way we're going to stand.